Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited. This is going to be a first. We have the dynamic duo, the husband and wife team of Robert and Noelle Peterson. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the very hard question. Um, Tell my listeners who you are and what you do for your clients. So uh, Robert Noel Peterson, we're coaches. We help entrepreneurs live their dream and get out of whatever ever funk that life's brought them into. We want them to enjoy what they're doing. Now, you talked about before we hit record, Mike McCallowitz and, and Mike's mission is to end entrepreneurial poverty. And we've decided our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. I love both missions. And honestly, I think... You know, at the end of the day, entrepreneurs are going to solve the problems of the world because, you know, they're going to find a way to make that happen. Um, I think it's nice to hear people, you know, my mission is to end bad networking. So um, I think it's all about helping people. Now, let's start with why do you do what you do? What what makes you so passionate about helping entrepreneurs? So we spent 20 years in, in Christian ministry and the majority of that was either as missionaries or working with missionaries. And after our first, our, after we decided to start the company, we you know started it as a consulting firm and thought we'd work in corporate America and doing leadership and teamwork and communication and all those things that translate well out of ministry. And it turns out I didn't really like working with corporations very much. And so um, through networking, really identified with entrepreneurs. And as we sat and evaluated, you know, what was working and what wasn't in the business, we just realized, you know, entrepreneurs are basically missionaries. They, they're willing to do the thing that nobody else has done. They're, they're, they want to make an impact in the world. They want to do something different. Um, and, and all those elements of independence and and, and of course, the negative side, too, of not being able to ask for help and feeling like they're alone and, and some of those elements come, come into play. But but the truth is, entrepreneurs are basically business missionaries. And so there are people. And, and it was just a natural, a, a much more natural fit and really felt like, wow, this I don't know how we missed this in the beginning, but this is the right place for us to be working. 
I, I love it. And I think that's, you know, a very good analogy because, you know, entrepreneurs don't have, you know, the big support of say, um, you know, a Joel Austin who has his, you know, football stadium for preaching and, you know, his satellites and all of this stuff. The missionaries are literally whatever they carry on their back. You know, we travel fast, far and light. So I, I love that analogy. Um, now I'm going to ask you a question about business advice. So I'm going to ask this once, but I'm going to ask both of you to answer. Uh, I'll let you decide who answers first. What's the best life advice or business advice you've ever received? And how is it impacting you today? So I guess one of the most obvious ones is basically every business is a people business. And so recognizing no matter what widget you sell, what service you provide, what thing you fix, ultimately you're doing all those things for people. And so people and relationships should be your highest priority. And I would say to the effect of treat others as good or better than you want to be treated yourself. And I worked in government work for eight and a half years. And as a leader, my strength was in, in uplifting those around me. So when you're leading or working in business or in life, if you can treat others better than you you want to be treated, they're going to know, like, and trust you. And that's where the joy comes. That's where your clients come. That's where it all just is going to flow. You know, it's funny that a lot of the the lessons in, in business and one of my favorite poems is um, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Um, it is funny because a lot of it is true, like play nice with others, share your toys. You know, it's we, we want to get complicated and pursue algorithms. And honestly, that feels like a recipe for for stress. So. What are some of the things, you, what are some of the challenges you help your clients solve? Because I think um, happiness is a very elusive term. And, and I, I'm betting that, first of all, you, you two have a definition for it. But um, what are some of the, the things you're, you're helping people with today? Yeah, so ultimately, we use the term uh, and entrepreneurial unhappiness. But the truth is, we help them rediscover joy. And joy is the internal Whereas happy is the external, right? And happy is based on the things happening around you. But but true joy comes from um, a, a few different areas. First is that idea of of knowing who you are and, and knowing the impact you make in the world and then knowing that you belong. And, and so we help entrepreneurs rediscover their purpose and passion that they started their business with, rediscover the things that are important to them or or at least declare those things that are important to them and put those at the front of their business. You know, you and I talked a little bit about family before, before we got started and the value that you put on family and the value that you put on relationships over other business people that put their business first. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs want their family to be a priority, but sometimes the business takes over and becomes this job that, I just got to make some more money. I just got to make more money. And I put this dream off onto the horizon of someday. Well, we help them pull that back to the center and let's design your business around the life that you really want, the things that really matter. And then you're living out your daily life in your business, filling yourself with joy because you're protecting the things that really matter most. I love that. And one thing I would say, you know, once upon a time, um, my wife and I had a conversation where, you know, as the entrepreneur, I'm saying, well, I'm doing this for you and the kids. 
And her response literally ripped my heart out. It was, it doesn't seem like it because you're never home. And at that moment, I went, holy crap, I'm totally on the wrong path because, um, you know, I thought everybody has to build an empire. Everybody has to build this big, you know, organization. And I just wanted a lifestyle business where I made enough to keep the lights on. But my priority was always going to be my wife and kids. And ironically, the conversation was, you know, at our sixth airport drop off in six weeks. And I was heading off to God knows where and, you know, coming back a week later. And I went, you know, I didn't sign up for this life and neither did they. So, And if you're not intentional about it, the business will take over. And so we help entrepreneurs be intentional about the things that bring them joy and the relationships that really matter. And, and let's build the business to honor those and build the business that you really want rather than let the world tell you what your business should look like. I love it. Now we are going to go on a tangent. So my, my listeners are used to that. Um, you and I, we connected through a mutual friend, Janine Bolin. Um, what she wanted us to connect because you have a podcast. So if you don't mind, I want to talk about your podcast for just a second. Um, for the listeners, this is unrehearsed. So if, if they have to think for a second, give them time. Um, first of all, what is your podcast called and what's it about and how can people find it? So it's called Add Value and the number two entrepreneurs, so Add Value Entrepreneurs. Um, it's, it's really about the entrepreneurial journey. And so we talk with entrepreneurs or people that serve entrepreneurs and either share their journey and the things that they needed to help them grow and develop as entrepreneurs or we share expertise that provides tools and tips and, and it, you know, equips entrepreneurs for the journey. I love it. Now, the, the uh, curious person in me wants to ask who your favorite guest is, but I realize that leaves room to offend everybody else. Um, what was one guest that really surprised you just in terms of, you know, they brought something completely unique that you hadn't expected? I mean, I think I've, I'm surprised by a lot of my guests. Uh, you know, I find out that a, a local entrepreneur that I met through networking here loves uh, white water paddle boarding, which means like standing on a paddle board in white water. Like that's a you thing. Know, that's a, exactly not only is that a thing, but you enjoy that. Like, you know, and so there are, yeah, I think every guest in a way can, can have surprises that are that are fun and you know we've just uh, the entrepreneurial world is is so incredible and and meeting and talking to people in multiple countries and in multiple places that are all trying to build a business to support their families and it's uh it's it's just incredible and and we feel so blessed for the conversations that we get to have we do try to take those conversations in fun directions so you know you get the, the normal questions that people would expect to have on an interview with those guests but also get to know them as a person and allow our our listeners to to see a different side of them as well well and and that's back to what you said earlier that you know people do business with people you know we're, we're not in the business of we haven't delegated business to the bots and the algorithms yet um now i'm gonna just 
address something that I get a lot because as a podcaster, um, I'll interview what I call regular business people, you know, sort of the traditional bricks and mortar. And my favorite question is always, so what do you do for a living? And I say, well, I host a podcast. No, what do you actually do for a living? <laughs> so I I'm going to just pull this out of you. I want to hear your thoughts, but I, I approach my podcast as a very strategic business tool and it helps me meet really fascinating people uh, what was your biggest lesson as you were you know finding the voice for add value to entrepreneurs um, what what was the big aha moment where you went this is a thing you know it's sort of or were you the planning type and you knew it was a thing before you made it a thing no we he started the podcast in july of ninth of 21 and it was we got to get so many in the can so we can start producing it, you know, weekly. And we, he asked every guest to introduce other people. And before months end, we had so many guests in the can that we were going to two a week. And after a, a life-saving surgery and um, some more time spent on podcast uh, recordings, we were up to four a week um, within the second or third month. It was just blooming. Yeah, I mean, it, it really did take off because I asked that simple question. Who do you know that would make a great guest that you'd be willing to introduce me to? And, you know, every guest has introduced us not to one, to two or three. And so you interview one guest, then you get three. You interview two guests, now you have six. You interview three guests, now you have nine. And and very quickly, it, it multiplies. In fact, um, we are only referral based now and we're not out hunting for guests we're not out look you know begging people to come on the show because we're three months four months in the can plus two or three months of of people waiting to get on the schedule um, and and we do have one or two places where people ask or solicit us to be on the show and and we charge them they pay to be on the show if it's unsolicited or if it's not a referral right I love that. And, you know, one of the things I'm working on is how do I scale? Because um, we talked about John Lee Dumas before we went on. And um, I'm happy to say I've studied a lot of what he teaches and I really, really admire him. And I remember taking his podcasting course and, you know, I, I'm an all or nothing guy. And, you know, he he's made some comment about, you know, at a bare minimum, you do one episode a month until you're really, really comfortable. And then if you want to grow a little faster, you do one episode a week. And um, he says, if you really want to grow fast, do one episode a day. And so I immediately jumped in. I do four to five a day. And I don't recommend that for most people. Um, you know, I have a team and I have a system in place. Um, but one of the things I'm now doing, um, I, I have one, it's a golf themed one. Uh, we're doing guest foursomes. Nice. And th this was my, my aha moment. And, you know, partly it was inspired by Janine and, and partly it was me being punny and thinking about golf. But the idea was, you know, I'm going to introduce my guests to the next and the past guest anyways. So what if I brought them together and I had a panel and, you know, it wasn't quite as serious and we had a little more fun. Um, it adds value to our communities and it also makes it much more, you know, we, we start to get into exponential, not multiplication. Um, so I just wanted to share that with the two of you because uh, I, 
I hear a lot of podcasters, they talk about, oh, I'm booking out three months. Um, I just do as many shows a day as I can. And um, if I release, I, I'm a weirdo. If I release 10 episodes on a Friday, um, I know I'll release another episode on Monday. Like I'm not never worried about content, um, but it's great because I can introduce more people to more people. So, yeah, for us, it was the consistency. We were going to make sure we, we, we followed a plan and we release them at eight o'clock every morning. And, and we had a, we had a plan. We've actually cut down to two a week now, not because of guests or, or because of lack of content, but actually based on the statistic, the average person listens to seven podcasts and they listen or, you know, five to seven podcasts and they listen for about six hours a week. Well, if I'm putting out five hours a week of content, then I'm expecting my audience to only listen to my show. <laughs> and, and I just felt like, you know what, I, that's a little selfish. Right. And, and, and I should be able to give my audience content and yet give them the freedom to be listening to other shows as well and not overwhelming them or making them have to choose which episodes to try to listen to. And so we've, we've not only cut down the number per week, we, we, we went from an hour show to about a 45 minute show. On top of that also, it's our time. You know, we're, our goal, our desire is to coach people and, you know, he thrives in coaching and helping people, you know, in, in the moment and, he can't spend time on, on zoom calls or in person coaching people if he's recording. Yeah. So it was our time and a balance between the two. Well, and full disclosure, I love, love, love coaching, but it turns out I love podcasting more. So I now have friends and partners where somebody needs a coach. Okay. You know, I I'm literally the, the gateway to them and, um, yeah, there's a real, people don't recognize it. You know, it's not, oh, here's a 20 minute podcast. It took you 20 minutes. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, that the amount of time that we spend just in social and in, you know, and we don't edit, we don't edit videos. We, but we still have to add the intro. You still have to add the outro. You still have to, we, cut, we do cut for social. So there, you know, there is a, a process that the team does have to do and, and it does take some time. And that was that that time investment was also part of our consideration. There's is, three of us. Is where, you know, where is that time for our team? You know, and we're a small team. There's only three, you know, three of us. But are we using that time to the best, you know, to the best for the sake of the business growth, for the for the sake of our audience? And and how are we serving our audience in 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 what we're producing? And so we uh we definitely recognize if I add another show, I'm doing a, we're going to do a live and it'll only be, you know, it'll have its own little artwork at the beginning and then goes live. And then as soon as you hit stop, it's done. And yeah. there's no post-production or other elements still posted up on all the podcast channels in the same way. And so I think uh, there's, there's, there are some pretty cool benefits to the live option. We've dabbled in trying to get that back on the schedule. Well, I think live is really good for a lot of people. You know, we're getting to that, you know, back in the day, people wanted that, you know, studio quality production. And now it's just people want to have a little entertainment, a little education and, you know, a couple action items they can take away. And um, I can't remember who, but somebody has, uh, I can't remember the title, but it's like three minute podcast. And it's like, um one problem one expert one solution 
And it's something people can implement in two minutes. And I'm like, that is a fascinating idea, but it's also, you know, you, you really got to practice that. Cause yeah, there's somebody on the need a guest website that's looking for one minute podcasts. I'm like, how does that work? Man, if you could squeeze it into a TikTok video or an Instagram reel, I mean, it would have, would have some. I'd rather, I'd much rather take a big piece of content like our 45 minute show and cut two reels out of it and use those to promote it. But yet at the same time, have those little shorts be adding, adding value. Yeah. And I think that's, if, if I can say that, um, you know, I'd like the value of the shorts. I like putting out the the simple things, but for me, it's about getting to know the guests. You know, I, I would not want to rush, you know, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but I would not just want to spend three minutes and say, okay, Robert, go. Okay. All stop right. watch, stop talking. Noel, you get three minutes. Like it feels a little transactional almost, but I mean, I can see the value of it. Yeah, and I, I think we both all three agree that we're, life's more about connections, and we yeah. need to to know know the person, get to know them, and, and build those relationships, and be able to move on and and grow in each of our lives. Yeah, yeah our and, show absolutely connection is first. Yeah, and, and what I like is when you make a good connection, um, you're thinking and saying, "Okay, here's somebody you need to meet." You build that relationship every time you're doing that, whereas. I mean, honestly, if I had three-minute podcasts, uh, I don't think my brain would handle the volume. Like, it would just, at some <laughs> point, the little hamster would go, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, let, let's come back to some questions. So we talked about podcasting. Um, the reason I went on that tangent for my listeners is I want everybody to understand that podcasting is something that can be fun. But you need to have that objective of why are you doing it? You know, Robert is not doing it to replace his coaching. He's doing it to add value to his coaching clients. Um, I'm doing it just because I'm I'm a huge nerd and I love to learn things. So, all right. Is there anything about podcasting that you'd like to add just before we move on to general business again? I mean, I think the number one thing is consistency. No matter what you choose to do, make sure you can back it up and you can keep on doing it. Um, and and so that means, you know, releasing, like you said, once a month, once a week, once a day, if whatever you decide. And that's not to say that you can't adjust it, but you've got to honor it for a period of time because people get used. To, it's kind of like, you know, when we were kids growing up, we watched a certain TV show and you knew when that TV show was on and you switch to the channel when that TV show is on. And if your guests that are your listeners go to find a new episode and it's not there when they're driving to work, it's not there when they're, you know, going to lunch and they expect it to be there, they're going to find another show and there's plenty of other options out there. And so consistency, just doing what you're going to do and sticking with it is really what people you know, is what's going to give people the best chance to find you. Well, I love that analogy because it reminds me as a kid. I mean, you literally rearranged your life around your favorite show because there was no recording it to watch it later. There was no, oh, I'll stream it or I'll binge watch at the end. You know, you missed an episode. The next day, somebody told you what you missed. Right. <laughs> and and that was the only way you knew because you couldn't go back. And, you know, I remember the days of previously on, you know, <laughs> But I, I think that's a great lesson is that consistency. And I would echo that to real business. 
you know, whatever it is you do, your customers want consistency. And it, it builds up your integrity. I love that. Now, I, I like to share some mistakes that you're seeing because I think um, entrepreneurs, they're so busy. And you mentioned something about, you know, being on their own, you know, the, 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 the missionary out in the wild. Um, what are some of the, the th biggest mistakes? I usually say three, but I'm happy with mistakes that you see people making that's adding to that unhappiness. And the first thing that comes to mind to me is the, the story you tell yourself. And we work a lot with limiting beliefs and just the, I call it the malware, the things that we were trained to do and programmed into our brains that isn't necessarily, it may, may or may not be true, but it's not helping you. And so one of the things that we like to do and talk about is being the coach on the outside of the box, reading the instructions to help you see what's really going on. And we, we often get our feedback from other people. You get your criticism and your praise from others. And that builds us up and tears us down at the same time you know, what you're hearing. So you have to be careful about who you're around, but that if we can't find good people to reflect the mirror on our good things, we don't see them. And how can we grow and learn if we can't um, trust those and get that feedback from others around us? Well, I think one of the, the biggest challenges in coaching and even like going to events and, you know, we've talked about Tony and John Lee and some of those that speak I think is the I know syndrome. So you're sitting there listening and you're like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Cause you've heard it a hundred times, right? You've heard all these things before. <clears throat> and the minute your, your brain says, oh yeah, we know that. Right. You're taking notes and you're doing all the things. And the minute your brain says, oh yeah, we know that. Guess what happens? Your brain shuts down and says, well, we already know that we've yeah. never applied it. We've never done anything with it. We've never made a change in our business because of it. And so I, I think that, you know, I know that stops that learning opportunity. And so being open, open-minded to even the things, you know, but you haven't applied yet. I, I love both of your insights because I, I think, you know, I, I, I tell people as a coach, I trip on the obvious that you take for granted because I'm going to walk in and go, what is this? And, and, it, you know, it's that weird painting in the foyer that everybody walks by and eventually you stop seeing and it's like what is this and and i think sometimes people need to be reminded of the obvious and and noel your comment about malware i laugh inside but the reality is that's exactly you know a, a friend of mine teaches a, a business reboot and i think that's the thing we we get all this programming that you know at one point served us but now as adults, we're looking at it and, you know, people, somebody has an irrational fear of cats. Um, how does that serve you today? You know, and, and do, can you let that go? It's, so I, I love people who work on mindset. Um, if I may be honest and admit something, um, I'm a very practical person. And if I need to fix something, I just fix it. And as a coach, I was like, I'm not getting into that mindset crap. You know, I'm not going to waste my time because um, people are smart enough. They know that's what, what's broken and they'll fix it. And man, did I learn lessons there because that mindset crap is literally everything and anything. And if you don't solve the mindset, well, none of the tools in the world matter. So. Well, then the other piece is like what you mentioned, that conversation with your wife and 
you think you're building this business to help your family and to help her and and they don't feel like it and and i think we get caught in unintentional right living by default allowing the business to start to run our lives allowing the business to and not even the business we wanted right it's the business that we think the world wants and, yeah. and we're not saying any of these things out loud we're just doing it right we're going through the motions of building a business building the business building the business whoo more money is going to help the family you know this is going great and then you realize oh wait this isn't what i started it for yeah. right and so we can unintentionally fall into that default if we're not intentional and so you need to be intentional about what matters you need to be intentional about what the impact you want to make in the world is and then you need to always check in on it, right? If if it's the wife and kids that you you know you're building the business for, are you asking them what they want? Yeah, right. You know <laughs> how intentional are you being in, in what you're building? And I think a lot of times we feel like we're doing the right thing, we're doing what everyone expects, but are we doing what we really intended to do? And and that is a deep statement, and and I think people need to stop and you know I ask them what's your north star because you know if you're don't have a north star you're chasing every shiny object and you know it's it's amazing how many squirrels you can run down and and chase in business um, so I'm going to ask you the the hard question here what are some tips you would recommend for my listeners they can. You know, I, I'm not about instant gratification, but I do like to give them some simple things. What are a couple of things they can do? So I'm going to ask each of you to give me one, um, something they can go away to help them on their journey to more wellness in and balance in their life. I'll expand on what we've been talking about a few things. Uh, just what is your why? Why are you doing this? Who is it for? What is what is that dream life look like? What are your core values? Who are you meant to be? Discover your why, which will give you purpose in every decision and help you decide if this job or this job or this role or this client is going to serve your purpose. If not, it's okay to say no. I love it. Robert. Yeah, and I think the next the next step of that, right, is if you know your purpose and you know your core values, then you know, what are the things that really matter, right? We take our values and we can have these value statements of integrity and character and all these, you know, statements. But the truth is, I want to be a good dad. I, I want to take care of my kids. I want to leave my kids a legacy. What does that look like, right? What is it that you're actually trying to build or trying to create? And and then let's let's look at your business. Well, how can your business support this? Maybe it's, I want to take a one-month vacation with my kids and take them travel internationally, right? We need the, we need the details in there. We need a plan. And, and when you put that plan down and you start aligning your purpose with the things that matter most to you, and you're empowering yourself to A, really love your business, but B, love, love your life that you're creating around it. Awesome. And add a small story. When you're building that dream, when you're envisioning what your life is like, be very specific. My example is pretty quick. I had asked four year, five years ago to be a stay-at-home grandma. I was currently working at the state of Colorado and then COVID hit. I immediately became a stay-at-home grandma, but I still had the job. <laughs> you gotta be specific. Technically you were at home. I get it. Yep. 
I, I'm a work from home dad, and, and sometimes uh, you lose sight of the fact that you know there's office hours and there's family hours. <laughs> and and I think with COVID, we just smushed all of those lines and said, you know, guess what? On twenty four seven, go. Some things, yeah. <laughs> I well, you can it. imagine how hard that was. I mean, for the kids too, like you know, hey, grandma's here or dad's here, and but we still can't play with him. Like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I remember once seeing the, the look of shock and disappointment on my son's face because he was excited about something and he wanted to come show me and he saw I was on a call and I, he was shocked because I said, excuse me. And I paused the call and I gave him my undivided attention. And I was like, clearly I don't do that enough because he was just ecstatic, but shocked. Nice. So, it's good to teach them lessons. Now, you two are fun. I could talk to you for hours, but I, I want to be respectful of your time and, and for my listeners. Uh, what are you two working on now that maybe my listeners might want to learn more about or how can they connect with you and get to know you a little better? Personally, I'm building a continuing education course, which will be you know an online course for empty nest moms to help them work through some of these things and to find the identity that they deserve to have and flourish in and not focus so much on being just a mom. I love so it. That'll so be coming out next year. So we can watch for that next year. Okay. That's great. Uh, Robert, how about yourself? Yeah. So we've got a weekly webinar that leads to our workshop. And basically the, the, the idea of that is, you know, we identify the areas of stress and, and overwhelm and give some, you know, some tools and tips to, to help start dealing with stress. Right. Starts with hey, not enough time, not enough money, right? How many people you talk to? Just not enough time. Well, if, if you don't have enough time, it's because you're not being intentional about how you're living. I love it. Well, you two are the experts at you, so I'm I'm gonna give you a moment. But is there a question I should have asked you that my listeners desperately want to hear about and I didn't ask? I mean, what comes to mind to me is personality and perspective of the. So when we coach, we've got a male and a female perspective, but also why we get personalities. Um, and so we're we're just taking all we've learned. We've got very similar background in coaching and uh, ministry and leadership. And we just love helping people, and we want to help you help people just be what they were meant. That's that's the ultimate. I love it, Robert. What about you? Yeah, I mean, so for me, it's it's the brain connection to joy, and so. You know, you talk about networking and, and the brain, when you walk into a room, the brain is looking for the people that are happy to see you. And and you scan a room and you see across the room that other business person that you've connected with, you've networked with, and they smile and their brain just sends that signal to your brain that you belong here, you're in the right place. And, and we don't talk enough about that power in networking and in connection and over the last couple of years, obviously, a lot of that has gone away. And a lot of entrepreneurs are experiencing stress and overwhelm because they've stopped networking. They've stopped connecting. They've stopped seeing people face to face. And their brain and is not getting that confirmation that you belong here. That brain is not getting that confirmation that people are happy to see you. And, and it's more important than people imagine. I love it. And for my listeners, we talk a lot about connection and, and I think that's huge. Um, so I want to thank you both for being on the show. It was a real pleasure uh, to get to know the two of you. And I just really want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today. 
But Jeff, we want to thank you for giving us the chance to have a conversation and learn more about you. Well, thank you so much. It's been a very enjoyable conversation. Show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to 